Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 35, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television, past and present. He is Jed Shepherd. And he's Rob Chilly. Yes, he is. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. How are you, Squire? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. It's been a busy Christmas delivering all those presents to all those orphans. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't reveal such uh, such deep secrets so early on oh, in the podcast. You give me some warning. Oh, are we not allowed to tell people about all the uh, that we've taken over from, from Santa Claus? Well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm quite happy to talk about it, but I just, okay. I, I wanted a little bit of pre-warning. I needed to sit down. I wasn't quite ready for the for the surprise nature of it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's a new it's a new year, so I thought we'd start with a bang. Luckily, not a physical bang of any explosions. There's no no explosive anywhere near us, and I think that's probably not a bad thing at all. Uh, how are you, said Did you have a good new year? Because it is, of course, now 2018. It is, yeah. It's been brilliant. We've been doing this show for a year now. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Do you know what? It's not even quite a year yet, but it feels, it feels like it's got a whole year's worth of sort of clout behind it now. Uh, and it's yeah. really exciting to see where it's going to go because there are still so many huge shows to review. Yeah, it's been th- so 35 weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. We, well, you've got to remember, we had Comic-Con in there. Yeah, yeah. Comic-Con, the two Christmas rooms. specials. Um, and I think <laughs> it would be worth, you know, upping the uh, the ante a little bit in 2018. You know, as we go okay. on into the bigger shows, I think we need to do some more live stuff if you're up for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sounds good to me. And I think if you're up for this as well, I think, you know, as much as your opinion and my opinion is is greatly uh, received by the masses, uh, it would mm-hmm. be wise to maybe uh, introduce some further opinion into this sort of chemical journey that we are taking um, and uh, maybe see if we can get some special guests on in the near future. Did you call this a chemical journey? I did call it a chemical journey because it sort of plays with <laughs> your mind. What drugs are you taking? I are don't you... know. I don't know, is but... That... This it's, explains everything. Are you well, on drugs every time we do this show? <laughs> well, the thing is, I, th- you know, I always used to refer to you as a time-travelling guru from the future, and you always used to know what yeah. was what was going to be the next big thing. Um, true, but with, true. with the Christmas and New Year period, it, I lose all... Tra- I mean, I have a bad sense of time as it is, that because yeah. I get up at, you know, half two in the morning, and then I have a little nap in the middle of the day. And so, for me, I, I sleep sort of anywhere between five and 15 times a week. So I, I don't really ever know what day it is or what you know year it is. So it's all kind of very much a weird... <laughs> you have to go on a chemical journey to sort yourself out. I, I think it helps to be somewhat medicated to listen to this show. <laughs> Talking of chemical journeys, um, I, I had a dream last night about one of the shows that we um, talked about. Really? I had a dream about Pugwall. So, so when the Puggle came was out about twenty years ago, my dream was I was organising the reunion um, of the characters of the TV show, wow. the actors, and I'd organised it was for some reason it was in London, and I'd organised a big hall. It was like a, a black tie event. Everyone was there in their uh, tuxedos and really nice dresses. It was all going well. The music was like playing. Then all of a sudden, uh, Pugwall's sister turned up. You know Marmaloid? Yeah. The actress that played Marmaloid, his little sister, who was like, I don't know, about 10 in the show. But she had turned up and she hadn't aged. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying that I'm on drugs. Come on. <laughs> of all the shows that we've reviewed in, in the 34 previous takes of this podcast, of all the shows of, of Lost, Friends, uh, Breaking Bad, all the weird ones that we've done, you focus on the weird Australian 90s sort of fourth wall breaking pug wall. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, like, so at first people didn't really comment on it because they used to seeing her as like a little kid. And then they were like, oh, she, she hasn't aged. It's been 20 years and she hasn't aged. And then she was still like a 10 year old. And then it got really weird. And then she started crying because everyone realised that she didn't age. I've got two words um, for you, Jed Shepherd. What's that? Bloody nerd. 
Bloody nerd, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you do want to listen back to uh, Pugwall, uh, the episode we reviewed uh, this Australian uh, hit show from the 90s, uh, I think it was take eight of the podcast. Yeah. So feel free to have a delve back into the uh, the archives of the pilot podcast on iTunes and on the uh, post-pop website, uh, postpoppodcasts.com, uh, and search for the pilot on there. There's a bunch of other stuff that Jed does as well, uh, which I'm sure yes, we'll talk more like- about uh, as the weeks uh, progress through 20. 2018, but I think we should probably yeah. focus on our first episode of the year, um, it. and it's an animated special this week. Yeah, so um, we should kind of like maybe have a bit of a disclaimer that this episode may include some swearing um, and yes. some adult themes. Yeah, I, th- I think I th- if if you want to go first, that gives people yeah. a good 15, 20 minute warm up because I think <laughs> I think the first show, your choice this week, uh, is slightly more uh, accessible um, than, the, than yeah. the one I chose. So let's go with your one first. But you are right. If you are listening to this out loud, probably wise to uh, avert smaller ears, shall we say? That's true. While you're on your chemical journey. <laughs> Um, so, Jed so, Shepard, what show have you made us watch this week? So, the show that I'm going to talk about this week is like the epitome of being on a chemical journey. <laughs> it's running, <laughs> it's running stimpy. about Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> well, yeah, what can you say <laughs> about Ren and Stimpy? It's weird. It's weird, but it, it's almost like designed just for me. I've got a real weird sense of humour and I like things that potentially, I'm not, it's just not me being pretentious here, but I think I laugh at things that other people might not laugh at. Things that are awkward, things that are silly. My kind of humour is at the level of like a three-year-old. I've got, I've got a three-year-old <laughs> nephew, and me and him have the exact sense of humour. People falling over, people stepping in poo, yeah. um, people <laughs> eating stuff they shouldn't listen, be eating. Listen, even you saying that makes yeah. me laugh, so seeing it is just as funny. I know, and pe- people getting hit by things being thrown at them, it's just... Perfect. It's that slapstick nature. We've talked exactly. about this when, we've, uh, when we did uh, Rick Mail special. We did Young Ones yes. and, uh, and Bottom. We've done uh, lots of other sort of slapstick comedy yeah. stuff as well in, in the past. The and podcast. this is basically and Bottom, but an animated version. Because Ren and Stimpy are like the yeah. characters yeah. from Bottom. Do you know what? Rick you Mail are... and Adrian Edmondson. Absolutely right. And I, I didn't see it like that when I was watching it. Yeah. But now we've said it. It's, rings so true. Yeah. And like, there's, I mean, it comes from the kind of whole trope of the odd couple. Like, how do these two people, a, a chihuahua and a cat, right. get together? Okay, you've answered a question for me straight okay. away. What? He's a chihuahua. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> before we explain what happens in the show, and there are only short animations as well, yeah, the uh, yeah. Ren and Stimpy episodes are sort of 15 minutes. Yeah. So they're really easy to consume. You can do so on a very short journey. You can even do a little double header, which comes in handy. Yeah. Because technically, yeah. the first episode mm-hmm. was followed immediately by episode two. Yeah, but um, we're not going to do that. We're going to concentrate on the first one. Yeah, part, we're yeah. just going to do the first one, the first sort of episode as well, on its own. Um, so what did, you think, what did you think Ren was? Well, here's the thing. Right. It took six and a half minutes before either of their names were used. <laughs> so I had no idea which was which. And t- I title. genuinely mean that. Like, oh, I, I didn't mean. look it up to guests right, to do right. that episode beforehand because I'd never seen Ren and Stimpy. Ah. I knew of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. heard of it. But I never knew which was which. So I thought, just watch it, yep. blank, you know, go into it completely new. Um, and it was, I, I noted it down, six and a half minutes into a 13-minute episode before <laughs> Stimpy falls at Ren's feet and goes, oh, Ren, I'm so sorry, when he puts the letter in the post box. Um, and I thought, okay, so now I know which one's which. Yep. That's a good start. And I know Stimpy's a cat because yep. he's watching a television show and they're advertising gritty kitty litter. Yeah. Um, so that was fine. I got that. And I was looking at Ren and I was thinking, I don't know if you're a rabbit or a sort of weird mouse thing. Well, he pretends to be a cat at one point, so maybe that would yeah. also mislead you. But he's a chihuahua. He's a chihuahua. He's Because you can tell, the way you can tell is from his accent. What? <laughs> Do you know the accent that the Chihuahuas have? No! <laughs> Be careful what you say next here, Mr. Jed Shepherd. Because <laughs> so, so Chihuahuas, they're historically from South America, right? Yes. He has an accent. 
he does have a slightly Hispanic yeah. South American twang. Yes. Yeah, and he's small. But I mean, I, I agree. He doesn't really look like anything, really. Um, and the, and the, the ears confuse me. His ears I, are too big. Well, I can tell floppy. you where he came from. So the, the guy that um, created this um, whole thing, um, I'll remember his name in a second, he saw a picture, an old picture of a, a black and white picture, in fact, of a woman standing next to a chihuahua with a coat on. And right, <laughs> and it's like a really like mang mangy like uh, chihuahua, yeah, with a coat on. So he was like, "What's going on in this picture?" And kind of, and then he kind of like formulated a whole, a whole like backstory. It was just all for me. It, it seems like a weird combination. What a dog and a cat living together. Yeah, but specifically like not making a thing. I mean, I, I, I think this is probably what we do in society anyway. We make more of a thing of dog breeds than we do of cat breeds. Yeah, but yeah. You know, to be very specific and go, right, this is a Chihuahua yeah, rather than a St. Bernard or a Great Dane, and yeah. it's just a cat. I guess so. I guess in, in normal kind of cartoons, they wouldn't really specify it would just be a kind just of a, a dog. generic dog. Yeah. But I, so the guy who created was John Crickfal- Crickfalusi. I'm glad you tried that, Bit not me. A, yeah. And um, so basically he came up with this concept, um, and he wanted to kind of do it in a specific style that yeah. he'd seen in like um, some specific cartoons from the sixties. Um, and you can see the and you can see the kind of like the how the backgrounds are drawn. It's in that kind of fifties sixties atomic style. I don't know if you know kind of that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very much um, actually at one point I thought very Jetsons. Ex- that's exactly which is definitely on the list, by the way. Great pull, yeah. Jetsons. It has that Hanna Barbera from the sixties kind of look look about it. That's it. Barbera, yeah. so. um, but added to that, you've got some of the kind of um, tropes you see, like in, in other media. Um, you have these weird close-ups um, that actually SpongeBob copied off the back of this because there, there is similarities and there's yeah. some connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where you have these r- real grotesque close-ups of them um, with kind of almost more realistic features than than they have when they're kind of like shown out more than an animated cartoon should yeah necessarily worry about showing you exactly but let's let's go back to kind of what this kind of shows about it's about a dog and a cat living together and they don't get on they live in a caravan yes let's let's put that out there as well although when you see internal shots it seems like they live in a palace (laughs) yeah Um, they do live in a caravan (laughs) they do um, and the show's always kind of interspersed with kind of fake adverts, which I love, which we do on Monkey Tennis, right, the good. other podcast. Okay, this is another thing. Sorry, I've yeah. got a front jump. Log of Blamo. Yeah, 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 log. Or a log from Blamo, sorry. Yeah. The, the Blamo log thing. Is that an advert that's part of just... That's in almost that every episode. Nuts? Is that just like some, we'll just chuck it in to make up 30 seconds? Or no, is it, basically... Is there something later on that... Yeah, so uh, in like cartoons of the 60s, um, and I guess a little bit later as well there were adverts for different products um not necessarily associated with with a particular show so this is because he wants to kind of keep it in that kind of vibe he he's added these Created fake adverts because yeah, right. you can't have real adverts um and so you've got things like like log and, and log features through like all like Ren and Stimpy episodes is like advertising log and the kind of surreality sur- of of having a log for sale um, <laughs> because as to the, to the kind of vibe of this particular show it is it's nuts. weird it's weird and I mean the, the whole concept of, of, of a dog and a cat living together as well is it's just perfect I think um, and the, this particular episode the pilot episode they had to start off strong and kind of give you a taste of, of things to come so what happens is uh, Stimpy who is a cat um, he and he's a bit simple as well he um, wants to win this competition where you win a whole load of cash yeah. um, to do with uh, kitty litter. So he has to write a poem about kitty litter. and But he's not very bright. So um, he gets uh, Ren to kind of help him out a little bit, chipping a few words here and there. And he kind of sends it off. Um, and obviously, uh, Ren thinks... Ren's quite cynical as well, isn't he? he is. So he's, he's like, like you're not going to win. win no one wins these things. They're yeah. all fixed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and instantly he's like, oh, come on. And uh, so he sends it off, and lo and behold... He wins. He wins, yeah. And uh, the uh, kitty litter company turns up with a massive bag of money, 47 million to be exact, and say, can we speak to uh, Stimpy, the, uh, the Mr. Stimpy, the cat, the cat of the house? Um, and Ren's like, yeah, sure, why? It's like, oh, he's won 47 million. It's like, okay, I'll just go get him. And then suddenly the penny drops. Yeah. He's won 47 million. So he goes, I am Stimpy. He goes, I am the cat. 
in like in a really possessed, evil, yeah. devilish kind of way. It's, it's brilliant. Just a kind of like the kind of over exaggeration of of their features, with their face stretches or like bloodshot eyes. Bloodshot eyes, yeah. And the, and the backgrounds kind of go a little bit anime with the kind of like distressed kind of lines coming off them. And uh, yeah, he tries to convince these people from the kitty litter company that he is Stimpy. Uh, they don't believe him for a second because like Stimpy walks out and is like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And then um, gives them the big bag of money, which Stimpy just said, I wrote the poem. Um, it's quite sour as well as being cynical, isn't it? It is red. It is, but I, I love it. I mean, it's such a simple concept. But, but, this but concept- it's a nice balance of like that two different characters of people, yeah. which we you see all the time in different humans. Yeah. I mean, this is a They're classic. They're portraying it in chihuahua and cat form. Yeah, because you could see this um, concept on, on tons of, on, like a normal sitcom. Someone writes write something, get sent off, and they win, and someone else takes our, their identity to get the prize. I've seen this in a bunch of films, a, bu- a bunch of media, and this is it in, in kind of surreal animation. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, some of it's grotesque, some of it is weird and surreal, and you don't really know what's going on or what's going through their mind. Yep. Um, and it's unlike any other cartoon as well. So, um, yeah, and this episode ends with um, kind of like almost like a public service announcement about how to deal with your friends if uh, they don't like you taking your cereal. Yeah. You basically just, was it a kitty litter that he, what did he replace the... No, 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 because he, doesn't he pour out the cereal into a bowl, takes the toy out then puts the, bo- the cereal back in the box? That's right. And it's, it looks- it's, it's really weird. I mean, it's... It's confusing to think that this is like um, a fly-on-the-wall documentary of Ren and Stimpy in their caravan. And then Stimpy turns into a celebrity cat endorsing cereal Within a second. Immediately, yeah, yeah from writing a, a cack poem. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and, 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 and turns to camera and does it all to camera. So you're not sure, <laughs> you know, because it's animated, you can yeah. never tell what's the sort of... You know the cutaway. When's when's the cutaway start and finish? But it also leads me on to um, a comment I made because I, I actually watched both parts of well, the parts one and part yep. two, um, and right at the end of part, I'm sure it was in the end of part two. They're both talking to camera like it's a sort of sketch show. Yeah, which is really weird, and I didn't obviously get that. That's this is not necessarily the first first episode. It's in the on the second one. Yeah, uh, I just watched them together. But I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what Ren and Stimpy is, mate. I mean, <laughs> it's, this, it's, it's it does, funny yeah, and it, it makes me laugh. I mean, the bit, like, because we, we watched it before this and I was laughing. I was laughing because the first like few minutes is Stimpy writing his big long poem. They make a big deal about it. And it's like, finish, he holds it up and it's just like scribble. <laughs> and that, yeah. that got a laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, and it's all sort of sitting there and you can hear the voices out loud. Like he's obviously, I couldn't work out if he was thinking and it was his like internal monologue uh, or if it was Ren speaking out loud. Uh, Ren was chipping in with words and stuff. Yeah, Ren, yeah. but you, you can hear his internal monologue sort yeah. of working away and he's scribbling down the paper and then he sort of, you know, picks his ear with a pencil because yeah, like, yeah. apparently that's how you think. Um, <laughs> when you can't think of a word, you scratch your inner ear with a pencil. Don't. Um, it, and it, yeah, it's it's so it's bonkers. It's bonkers, but like, I've got a theory that you don't like anything that's a bit surreal. No, no, no. Okay. I do, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. I, 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 you know, I was just about to jump back in with the the whole Rick Mail thing. Oh yeah. Go, that's I lo- I do really genuinely like when people see what is strange yeah. and push it. Yeah. And to the point where, like, it makes no sense. Yeah. And I do genuinely like that because yeah. I, I think that's the reason we watch television yeah. and the reason we go to the cinema is to escape reality. The reason we play yeah. games consoles is mm-hmm. to escape the real world. And that's I think right. not, I don't think we often enough yeah. push it to the point where it's just, what? Yeah. And th- that's what I love about it. Which is, I think, dangerous. why sometimes when it does, yeah. it seems a bit like, well, what the hell's going on here yeah. then? It's because we're not we're not used to it. If you think about the time, this came out in 91. If you think about the cartoons around that time, yeah. there probably wasn't anything like Nothing this. Nothing was doing this. And this is such... This is on the... This is one of the standard bearers for the kind of cavalcade of, like, adult cartoons to come I mean there was yeah. The Simpsons before it and then Ren and Stimpy and Ren and Stimpy is classed um, as paving the way for things like um, Beavis and Butthead the kind of all the MTV yes. cartoons um, where you, you do have kind of surreal humour and like Cartoon Network just kind of basically ripped off a ton of this with like Cat and Dog yeah. um, which is a little bit of history so um, when uh, Nic- Nicol- so Nickelodeon is obviously like a, um, a 
children's TV channel, um, they had a thing called Nick Toons. And when Nick Toons first started, they had three original shows. That was um, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, and Rugrats. Um, and I don't remember Doug. Doug was Doug was good. Uh, it was a bit similar, just about a guy called Doug. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't as kind of like dramatic as the other ones. It's a bit more realistic. Three very different things, though. Doug's a kind of normal dude. Yeah. You've got babies, and then you've got a cat and a dog living together. Three very different... Yeah, exactly. And um, immediately, obviously, Rugrats went on to be massive, but Ren and Stimpy was a phenomenon absolute phenomenon and and Nickelodeon didn't know how to handle it because they they hadn't even set up anything to do with like um merchandising or anything they were like, oh hang on this is a massive hit did they did they think then well, I'm, I'm yeah. not an answer but did they reckon that this was just going to be a sort of a filler like the third yeah like, it, yeah oh we'll just have this as well like we've got the Rugrats and we've got Doug yeah and then we'll, we'll just run Ren and Stimpy in the background I don't know maybe that's how well, they yeah. well basically um they <clears throat> the guy who who uh, John Crick Falusi he pitched them a whole bunch of stuff and they were like, uh, scrap the others, just, just stick with this dog and cat thing. Um, and yeah, so so I don't think they believed it would be this because don't forget, this was for a children's cable channel. with like so this, very, Yeah, this was, I mean, this was aimed at children, wasn't it? Yep. As well. Aimed at children. It was that on the first day Nick Toons was rude. released. It's not, it's not so... Uh, clever. I mean, there's clever moments in it, but yeah, you know, you'll get that in every cartoon that only grown-ups watching it will go, oh, "That's a clever little reference." Mm-hmm. You know, you sort of subconsciously acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, but this was very much generated and made for children, and it was just it about really was, being yeah. manic uh, or uh, maniacal—a word I heard earlier today—and I think <laughs> it's actually the perfect word for it. It really, yeah, it really is. Um, and it kind of um, there's a, there's an animator called Bob Clamper who was like. Pr- he was in the 40s and the 50s and uh, this guy just wanted to kind of use his style but kind of update it for yeah for a 20 late 20th century sensibilities um yeah i just think the the voice acting as well is incredible and the guy who and it's um, the same guy who does ren and stimpy um is it yeah i didn't see that it's, it's crick falusi uh, the, the main Holy the main moly. guy he does ren and stimpy um and after the first couple of seasons they sacked him because um, it was going in. This is the controversy because it was it's quite a controversial cartoon. They there were some adult themes, and even this is aimed at kids. They managed to slide in quite a lot of adult themes in here mm. to do and kind of gross out stuff. Like in the first episode, even he's like Ren eating, is eating gr- yeah, kitty litter, kitty litter, and like think of how many kids are co- probably going to copy that. Um, yeah, true. And just the, the, the violence that's involved. And I think later on in, 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 the, in the second series, I think there is a particular episode, I think it's called Mount's Best Friend, which has a, quite overt sexual overtones and has lots of violence in it. And they were like, you need to tone this down. And he was like, I'm not going to tone it down. This is the this this is why is people it like was. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, all right, see you later. Got rid of him, replaced him. Um, and then the. So he wrote it and voiced it. Yeah. Wow. Created it. And then... Uh, it just makes you think that maybe he, he had this idea a lot earlier than 91 and just didn't did. get any uptake from anyone and thought, I'm going to need to do this on my own. Yeah, he had like, the I'm idea. Gonna, I'm going to need to get as many people as I can on board, but I'm going to have to do a lot of this myself. Yeah, so he, writing it and, and basically playing both, both he, Ren and Stimpy. He, he had the idea in college in 1978. He would just like draw Ren and Stimpy just for fun. It's a 13-year-old uh, idea. In Canada, yeah. In a good way, you know, in a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about timing and... It would never have worked in 78 and it wouldn't have worked in 84. Otherwise, it would yeah, have been out exactly. in 84. So, And I just want to say that the, the, the later episodes didn't have the same kind of like punch that the early ones did, especially this pilot episode. Um, and yeah, I just think it's an absolute classic. It's one of the, it's always voted in, in like the top animated series of all time. Um, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, and I think this is a very strong first episode it is um, have you got anything else to say about this first episode uh, before we move on uh no besides we'll uh, score it at the end of the show yeah of course, of course. this is though uh, if you're dipping into this for the first time uh, we talk about both shows uh, first and then we'll score them both at the end out of 20 so we give them yep. score out of 10 each we have 111 that's also worth mentioning we're allowed to play on an 11 card only once yeah if we okay. see something we genuinely think is the best thing we are ever going to see, <laughs> uh, we have an 11. Yeah. Uh, nothing scored 10 yet, though, either. So that's interesting. It's going to be hard because I, I, I've given my top score I've given is 9.5, and I gave that to Lost. Lost. And did I give that to Planet Earth as well? No. Yeah. Uh, did I? No, you gave a 9. I gave yeah, it yeah. 9.5, yeah. 
It's, it's been it's, it's, a, it's a tough at the top of the league, and you can see this on the Post Pop uh, podcast website. Yep. And if you subscribe on iTunes, it's at the bottom of the description as well. Um, but at this point, as we change gears to our other show, it's worth mentioning the next 15 to 20 minutes will contain quite a bit of bad language. Yes. So if you are listening to this out loud for any reason whatsoever, you may be hoovering around the house yep. and you've got it on the Sonos from Christmas or the <laughs> new the new you know um, in-house entertainment system. Yeah. I would suggest grabbing, grabbing some headphones for the next twenty minutes yeah. because we're going to refer to a lot of bad words. Yeah. A lot of adult-natured <laughs> content. Yeah. Uh, because our second show this week was my choice, and it is South Park. <laughs> South Park, gonna have myself a time. Friendly faces everywhere, humble folks without temptation. Dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking full advantage. Straight in. Full advantage of this bubble that we've created. Yeah, we'll we'll try not to overly do no. the swears. We but have we, to. But to for <laughs> this particular episode. But it's called Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. It, it is called... Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know how often I'm going to... I'm going to feel really bad about swearing on, and saying rude words on the podcast. I don't like it. No, nor it's do I. It's not normal. We've both been indoctrinated that we just don't swear on air. No, you don't. If um, we're on a microphone, you don't swear. But unfortunately... As you can imagine, um, South Park is a show that has caused a lot of controversy, a yep. bit like Ren and Stimpy in a way, um, but for different reasons. Yep. And the first episode of season one, uh, released on August the 13th, 1997, was called Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. Yeah. <laughs> if you've not watched South Park before, the very basic concept of this is you have four child characters in Eric Cartman, I never know the names of Stan and Kyle's uh, surnames, and you've got Kenny, who's, who doesn't speak, or yeah. does, but only speaks through a muffled hood, which is done up too tightly, and you can't really ever understand him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got the four. You've got Kenny, Stan, Kyle, and Eric Cartman. Yeah. Um, are the four children, and they go to South Park Elementary School, and they live in South Park. Yeah. It's about their lives and how they go about it, and all the weird and wonderful things that happen yeah. in their strange pocket of the world. And, I mean, you don't need... To- us to tell you how kind of influential this TV show is and how it's kind of been wrapped up in in everything that we've done for the last like 20 years like if there's anything anything ever happen anything important that happens in the news they'll do an episode about it they are very very good at doing yeah. the satirical uh, coverings of, of stuff that happens in in the real yeah. world and, and I want to a bit later on once you kind of describe the episode I'm going to tell you or explain if you don't know how they come about how they actually produce these episodes and yeah, how yeah, please. quick because um, I, I think that it. would explain a lot of, yeah. of, of, of a, a lot of the episodes if not all yeah. of them uh, well, for sure I watched a documentary about like the making of South Park um, and it, I, I was blown away by like some of the kind of techniques but um, more will come to that right, in a bit cool we'll talk about that in a bit um, so the uh, plot of the pilot episode is that oh sorry before we do that can yeah. I just theme tune yeah. It's one of the most iconic theme tunes in television. True, I agree, yeah. The minute you hear it, it's, yeah. it, it's South Park. Yeah. It's immediately recognisable, and yeah. I love it. It's, it's a bit raw in this episode. compared it does to ha- get, Yeah, it does yeah. evolve, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, but what you just heard was the original yeah. version, so from season one, I think through to season five, perhaps. Um, but the first episode, uh, it kind of happens. They they all turn up, and Eric Cartman's all sort of uncomfortable, and and so they're all waiting for the bus to go to school. He's been having dreams. He's been having weird dreams. So he so they've <laughs> all been there. They're chatting at the bus stop. They're waiting for the bus to turn up to take them to school. And Eric's like, I had a really weird dream last night, guys. I'm not going to do the voice. I will do the voice. All right, not now. I'm not do the voice. I will not, do. I will the do voice. the voice at some point, but not right now. Uh, and he starts. Okay. He, he starts explaining his dream. And in his dream, uh, he is abducted by aliens. And a normal dream. Yeah, people you have know, that. it's happened uh, to many people. And he's taken away. Uh, and and. And the other way, stuff happens. What, what kind of stuff? We're well, in a bubble. We're allowed to swear. It's okay, fine. So they, they do experiments on him. What kind of um, experiments? Um, they stick a probe up his bum. Um, <laughs> and um, so, but obviously, it's a dream. So it's not real. It's fine. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, they, he, so he's he, feeling a bit uncomfortable. So. Yeah. And he's walking around. And then he starts. Is that the point where he starts farting fire? <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's, he, he, he farts and flames come out of his bum. Um, and... They're like, dude, that was not a dream. Um, and he goes, yeah, it was. Yeah. So first part of the impression. Um, 
And so the bus turns up and he's like, they're all winding him up saying like, you know, it wasn't a dream. He's like, it was a dream. Yep. Um, and they get on the bus. Anyway, to Ike, while this is happening, Ike turns up who is... Chef. Uh, no, Ike turns up. Oh, sorry. First, Ike, does, yeah. Ike turns up who is Sta- Kyle's little brother. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's a baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, no, you can't come to school, Ike. You gotta go home. And he go, he goes, um, he goes, okay, time to kick the baby. And this is a recurring joke, which they see straight away in episode one in the first five minutes. Um, he goes, kick the baby, and then Ike replies, don't kick the baby, kick the baby. And he kicks the baby across the road into a pile of post boxes, and it goes flying. <laughs> The bus drives off with the four boys on it. Ike is left behind in the road. And all of a sudden, the aliens appear and take Ike away. And then Stan and Carl are looking out the back of the window. They panic. They want to get off the bus. They shout at the driver. She's a mad old woman who can't hear properly. She's like shouting and screaming. They turn up at school. Um, I forgot the bit where... Oh, sorry. Then Chef turns up. Yeah. So, sorry. Chef turns up uh, just before the bus. Sorry. Yeah. And... Um, Basically confirmed. It's, it's like, did you guys he, see he the spaceship in aliens last night? He believes in aliens last night. And he goes, did you see the alien spaceship? And that's how the wind-up begins. Yeah. And he has, I believe, on the back of his T-shirt. <laughs> they go to school. They arrive there. They go to the canteen for lunch. I'm very much speed-throwing this. Um, yeah. Speeding through this. And he... he uh, so, Stan and Kyle say... Uh, chef, aliens have taken my my little brother, and he goes, "I knew it." Um, yeah. And obviously, chef is like bursts into action, somewhat like some sort of Ghostbuster style character. <laughs> Doesn't at that point. Um... Oh no, he starts singing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because so, first so week... South Park it, it's it, it's very very much like Red and Stimpy in the fact that it's very surreal and changes gear really quickly, and <laughs> stuff happens out of nowhere, and you don't understand it. But chef starts speaking about. Um, when you're with a lady yeah, um, and then sort of like making love. And he's like, you're the chef at a school kitchen. He's like, he's, he's played by Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Um, and he's in the, in the, in the animation, a black guy. Is he a Scientologist? Um, I think he is as well, isn't he? Yeah. I think he becomes a Scientologist later in the sea. Like, no, in real life, I think. Oh, Isaac Hayes is. Yes. I well, that is, sorry. That is one of the things that I yeah. want to talk about in a bit yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, he starts singing about making love to a woman yeah. um, whilst he's serving the boys uh, who are like, you know, under ten, yeah. Uh, in a- and all this time, uh, like you see this thing probe coming out of. Oh yeah, he keeps farting. Eric is continually farting <laughs> throughout this fire out of his backside. And one point, an eye on an arm comes out. Yeah, we've all his- been there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it happens. Um, it's really weird Christmas. And. Uh- <laughs> And, and so it ensues in there and they basically try to get Ike back from the aliens. Uh, the aliens are not only coming down and probing uh, people but and stealing them, they are also mutilating cows. Yep. Uh, which Just the, closely associated with like alien abductions obviously, and things. Obviously, and yeah. uh, the police are trying to ha- you know, hunt the aliens down to try and find out what's happening. And you've got the aliens hiding behind trees, luring all the cows away with a tiny handful of hay, <laughs> which is weird, but it, and you the, kind of accept it. And the, the police kills Kenny. Oh yeah, so yeah. <laughs> There's another another running theme that goes yeah. through almost every episode, I believe, if not every. Yeah. Um, Kenny dies in every episode. Spoiler alert, but he does. Yeah. He dies in every episode. And imagine if your name's Kenny, and this when this came out, imagine your name's Kenny. Like my friend, one of my good friends is called Kenny. Yep, I've got he a must have Kenny. got that all through all school. the time. Yeah, just. Oh my god, they killed Kenny. Yeah, because that's what they do. They go stand on car with sort of go. You know, as, as he dies, he goes, "Oh my god." They killed Kenny! <laughs> um, so that happens Let me know all we, the when you're going to do the voice. Cause, uh... What, Eric Cartman? <laughs> and he goes, hey, man! Man, need some cheesy boobs! Because <laughs> um, there's a lot... And just let me know when you're going to Just sort of, uh, sort of sidetrack a little bit yep. here, because the episode evolves and, and essentially resol- resolves with... Mike being returned uh, and the aliens going away after an 80-foot satellite dish appears out of Eric's arse. Um, there you go. That's the end of the episode. Um... <laughs> In a way, but can I just? There's a lot of stuff going on. It's an incredibly hectic and manic and very weird yeah. episode. So, regarding this first episode, I, I wanted to kind of look into what the they think about that first episode now, um, as we're discussing it now. Yeah. So, so, th- so South Park kind of uh, started from two kind of v- very short. V- like viral videos. One was called The Spirit of Christmas, um, and I think the other one might have been called part two or it was called uh jesus versus someone else okay um and um it was one of the first kind of viral videos that was passed around it was quite a small file and it was originally made as um some kind of guy who worked for fox gave them a couple of grand and was like make me something as my christmas card this year right okay because uh, he liked the first part so they, they did that 
tons of swearing. It was an absolute hit. It went viral. Um, so their criticism of the, of this first episode now is, and maybe of the first season, is they try to copy the formula that they used in those viral videos, which were like loads of um, kind of, but not bad humor, humor that is a little bit base, that is um, not quite clever humor. Loads of like bottom humor, should I say? Yeah. Um, lots of swearing. Um, lots of like unnecessary deaths, and they kind of, and it feels yeah, unnecessarily like, rude, unnecessarily violent, that yeah. sort of thing. And I think that's kind of dropped down a little bit in in the more recent seasons. They kind of mellowed out a bit, um, but they felt they had to kind of they didn't want it to fail, so well, they had got to a launch, haven't you? You've got to yeah. launch properly, and if you're going to do it, you might as well set the standard and say, "This yeah. is where it is. Yeah. If you don't like it, no problem. Yeah. You know, don't worry, go away. But this is what South Park is." But you know, this was after the after this first episode uh, was shown to the network. They were like, "Oh, we're not, we're not going to continue doing this. We're going to stop it there." But then they basically had to beg to let them continue. And like, how many series? Twenty or twenty one series? Twenty one seasons. Twenty first season started in December, um, so it's sort of four or five weeks in. Two hundred eighty seven episodes. Every year, oh. they've managed to make a new season every year since yeah. August of ninety seven. So, so here the, we are in twenty first season yeah. now. So in 2018 brings me on to like their process of how they do it so in the documentary it shows them basically they have a writer's room with about in this particular one there was about four funny people one of them was from Saturday Night Live um, it was um, Trey and Matt and then a guy from Saturday Night Live and another writer in the room they have a big board and they're just like okay what would be funny what, what's like in the press at the moment okay um, for example if it was now uh, President Trump says something funny that's the start that's the title and then they just think of funny things that so happen. So are you? Are you? I'm sorry, I'm jumping quickly yeah. here. Are you saying that at the time of writing this first episode, alien abduction was big in the news? Oh no, this is for the, this is for the later episodes. So this is how they, they okay, manage so to kind of do it now. So yeah. this is how to keep keep it fresh, yeah. keep it new. Right. So basically, so so they start the week. They they got all these ideas on the page. They come with a rough kind of script. They they literally go over to the animators who were there ready, and the animators knock it out in a few days. Um, and they kind wow. of, and they obviously have to like edit it and stuff, and but everything's done like within a week or a couple of weeks. I, I think as well. Like, I mean, this is not the finest animation work in the world. No, but no. it's deliberately that way. Yeah. It's a production line now, basically. It's uh, which is fine. There's, there's nothing against that, and I think you have to do that in order to keep fresh and to kind of be on top of like what's happening now. And I think mm. that's really clever of them. But back in back when this was started, this probably took them because this is the only episode that's hand drawn. By the way, after this episode, uh, everything. Else was computer generated. Computer. Yeah, this is the f- yeah. So this is quite. It's quite special that, that, that this was hand drawn. Yeah, how they did the shorts. It might be kind of very basic sort of shapes and things like that, but it's still yeah quite a skill to animate this sort of thing and last 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, um, exactly. <clears throat> I, everything about this made me laugh. Yeah, it made me laugh. Uh, yes, I knew what I was going into. Uh, you know, I can't imagine going into this in 1997 for yeah. the first time, having never seen anything like this before. And like yeah. we said, we're running Stimpy. They're, they're surreal. Like they pushed the boundaries of what was even acceptable and weird. Yeah. Um, this was. I, I don't know. I can't really think of a, a a more successful, older example of animators Simpsons? decide. Well. I can't think of one that's older and more successful than this that was aimed at adults exclusively. There's no way this is obviously aimed at anything under 18. Yeah. So the yeah. very fact that they went, we could animate. We can get these animators could do anything. They could go and work on The Simpsons. This mm-hmm. is 1997. They've got Ren and Stimpy on the television. You've got, uh, you've got your, um, what else would have been about? And then sort of. Uh, well, your Rugrats would have been about your Simpsons, yeah. Um, all your early animation stuff is there, head. but yeah. Um, so there's plenty of opportunities for these animators to go and work on huge, already established shows. But they yeah. said, "No, I'm going to work with Trey Parker and Matt Stone on this and and make something different and break the mold of what animation can be. We can make animation for grown-ups. Grown-ups can enjoy a cartoon, yeah. and there's, there's something." Quite bold about it. Um, that well, what one thing I say I would say the later episodes, even like a couple of seasons after, is more refined. There's more nuances in in the jokes. For sure. Here it's just real like swear, 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 ass, poo, 
Swear, 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 violence. I don't think there's any subtlety to it. That's no. that's the only thing. I would have liked and I would have I would maybe give it an extra point if it was a little bit more subtle with the humour or you earn the violence like Yeah. But like Kenny Dine that you do, you you haven't earned that. You haven't... No, but I think it's very clever that they were brave enough to do it in episode one, rather than giving you this impression that... Uh, yeah, yeah you, I, They're putting all their cards on the table with this episode. There's no way, no, no denying that. They mm. do everything... Everything that's become a staple of South Park in 21 years yeah. is on the table in this episode. And yeah. to, for that, it might seem a little bit hectic... Yeah, uh, it's it's quite incredible. Um, it's, it's impressive. Whilst also doing something brand new that the network doesn't like. Yeah, and it's a bravery thing as well. Uh, you know, to sort of slightly stray off tangent quickly, um, the Book of Mormon, the stage show. Yeah, written by Trey and Matt is absolutely mind-bogglingly rude and inappropriate. It, you saw it recently, didn't I you? I did. I saw it back in uh, in December. Yeah, and uh, way back. Uh, but in it's, it's their bravery to commit to doing something they know that will actually disgust some people, but those that are willing to let it slide are just going to embrace it and enjoy it for its inappropriateness yeah. and, and, and rudeness and, and challenging as well. It yeah. challenges your moral compass. I mean, that's what I like about things that are kind of like controversial. It, 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 it makes you discuss it. It makes it, it puts that out there for discussion. Cause yeah. sure, like for instance, I mean, Mormonism is, is an absolute, Shit show. I, mean, I swear, it is. It is. It's absolutely <coughs> like it's like. How many times do you have to be dropped on your head as a baby to like join to be a Mormon? It's just weird. You can't you can't touch on things nowadays. People are too afraid to to talk about things. Uh, another thing that came up in yep. uh, the controversy page, and there are dozens of these things of course, online, yep. is the Scientology thing. Isaac Hayes, yeah. uh, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. Scientology. Yeah, he quit over an episode they did. Uh, which apparently Tom Cruise, who's also a Scientologist, yeah. um, has tried to have pulled from being rerun. It's because he's a mental case. He needs <laughs> that guy needs to be put away, not just for the mummy rerun, but because <laughs> he's actually mental. And like he, I think if he, I think he actually really deep down wants to get out of Scientology, but because they have so many secrets about him, um, they he, they can't leave because every day, if when you're a Scientologist, you have to go to what's called an auditing, where you sit down with a person who's also a Scientologist, and he, they record with a thing called an e meter as well. It, it's it's complicated. Addictifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, an e meter tests how many thetans you have in you and the in your levels. What? It, it, it's weird. Anyway, so they record <laughs> and report any dis. Um, bad things you've done in your life or throughout that day and so they know all of your secrets so if you ever speak out against them or kind of um why would you turn anyone because you have to as as part of the religion it's it's like how are they gonna know how are they gonna know it's like saying why do why do christians pray um it's it's like saying that this is almost like a prayer it's like confession it's basically confession but one that's recorded by one of your peers why would you do such a thing what i mean so they know everything about you uh, in return what you get and what <laughs> you're meant to get like eternal like knowledge and stuff but what Tom Cruise specifically gets hang on, hold on. you're supposed to get eternal knowledge yeah about how the world works etc the whole Zoom turns stuff. out it's an unexpected item in the bagging area <laughs> yeah. and you get sod all exactly but um, Tom Cruise he another reason why he can't leave besides if he leaves all of his secrets will be out there all, all the affairs he's done every crime he's ever committed etc his whole staff everyone who works for him are Scientologists and then not paid by him so he's getting a he's getting a free ride basically his chauffeur how are they not being paid because because they're volunteering on behalf of scientology because to keep an eye on him and so they so they know he's uh, a a poster boy um so that's why i didn't get that job yeah (laughs) damn it it's it's an absolute what a waste of an application form that was yeah but i think at one point he's he's lost a couple of wives because of it like nicole kidman left him because of that i think katie holmes as well well. i think katie holmes left because of that as well uh it's it's a real real mess but i mean it's not the only thing though i mean we sort of i made mention to scientology being touched on uh they talked about um I'm trying to think the uh, you know the Muhammad prophet the you know, the prophet Muhammad um, I'm not cartoons um, <laughs> no but they, but they they did that as well they touched on that like you were saying yeah. about how they they do literally have no 
boundary as to where they go and yeah. and yeah you know, we haven't got to talk about it. it's not relevant it's, it's not what we're here to do but yeah they have literally got no boundary to what they will talk about it's true within the episode and they they seem to do it in a way which kind of explains the situation to yeah. whatever it is happening in the world or in yeah. society they kind of break it down into its core elements so you, so you and see. they then take the absolute piss out of it it's yeah. it's a skill as well as uh, well, balls. You've got to have some serious balls to do it. You do. Uh, just, just one thing about the, the controversy. Just, to, just to end it. Like, obviously, all of these religions and everyone who's ever been um, mocked by the South Park guys, they've, they've obviously gone crazy on them and like in the press and the internet and stuff, made complaints. But the only people that d- didn't kind of go in hard on them are the Mormons, who they made the biggest kind of like fuss about. <laughs> the Mormons actually put out a. So- yeah, so the, did they do a, 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 a sorry a South Park episode they, about Mormonism before? I think they and did it then did. give them the idea to do possibly the stage show? I, I mean, there's so much raw material you can use for Mormonism, but the um, they the, the Mormons put out adverts in like in, in press national press full page adverts saying, "Hi guys, <laughs> hope you enjoyed hope you enjoyed the the musical Become a Musical. If you want to know a bit more about Mormonism, call this number." <laughs> Just nice and sweet, and for them, I mean, I, I, obviously, what they're doing, it's a, it's a cult, it's another cult, but I respect how they went about their business. They I could do have respect quite easily that. lost their minds and yeah. gone to town with it, and they're kind of put no, you can't talk yeah. about us, but they kind of went, well, exactly. publicity is publicity. And if Scientology just just chilled for five minutes, then maybe people would appreciate them more. But no, they're absolute <laughs> mental cases. Uh, there you have it, my friends. Um, <laughs> It's 21st season is on the television right now for South Park. It's an incredible run, a a proper staple of animated television nowadays. I think it's it's got as much clout and respect as things like the uh, uh, Simpsons uh, that have been around equally as long, but a bit longer now. It's an absolute institution. It's um, it's one of those cartoons that kind of define the genre, I would say. Yeah, and I'd like to put it on our league table if we can, but yep. I will allow us to score Ren and Stimpy first. So as you, okay. it's your show, yep. what point would you like to give to Ren and Stimpy out of 10? Assuming um, you don't want to give the 11, that is. I do not want to give the 11 at the moment. Um, I really, really like this. Um, I could tell you a little bit sus about it, but I think this is... It, started, it was a start. It started off a whole load of kind of adult themed kind of like cartoons it's quite interesting and, and weird and i love just love weird stuff so i've got to give it an eight and nothing wrong with weird yeah um and it's always really tricky to try and analyze and assess a show whilst also just trying to watch it yeah like a normal person yeah so that it's a difficult thing to do and i did write a number down but i'm i'm wrong in what i wrote down mm. um so i will give it a higher score okay but i will only give it a 6.5 okay that that's fine. That's um, I fine. just it, for me it was like I don't know if I'd have carried on watching it. I can I can understand that it's it's an acquired taste, shall I say? It's yeah. it's like uh, Doctor Pepper, for instance, which you're drinking. I like it's an acquired taste. I I hate the stuff, but I know a lot of people love Doctor Pepper. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it, but I don't know if I would be. And that's obviously what the point of a pilot is: is do, do you want to watch more? And yeah. Mm, yeah, but I'm not that bothered. Yeah, I wouldn't I, be, I, and obviously, because I only invested 15 minutes of my life in it, I also yeah. <laughs> don't feel like I've I've got to now continue watching. Yeah, yeah, um, which we which I have done in other shows that we've we've talked about. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, six point five, and what did you say? Uh, and I said eight. You did so fourteen point five. Okay, decent That's score. All right. That's yeah, not, not bad too at bad. all. So fourteen point five for Ren and Stimpy, and yeah. South Park. Well, 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 well. Do you want to go first or shall I go I'll first? I'll go first if it's okay. okay yeah. um, I'm going to... I'm going to bump it up okay. a little bit just from my original score. And yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. That's good. I'm going to give it an eight myself. So okay, what do you think? Um, watching it now, I think I liked it a little less than when I watched it originally when I was a kid. Um, I'm still going to give it a decent score though. Go on. It's getting a 7.5 for me. All right. Yep. 7.5, that's a nice 15.5. Decent score, for yeah, sure. that's a good yeah. score. We always say anything sort of, anything really in the top half, anything yeah, that gets more than 10. 14 is decent. You know, but 14 and up is a pretty good score, yeah. and, you know, it's it's really hard to sort of give something a score and kind of define where it sits forever and yeah. ever in a table, but we've got to do it somehow. Yeah. So. This, this is our view, and it's only the first episode, but, yeah. I mean... It's, 
as a whole, South Park should should be up near the top. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, like, but this is a pilot episode, and I think even the creators understand that the first episode isn't kind of up to scratch compared to the rest. But of they them. clearly learn, yeah, and that's why they're still going twenty one years later. Pleased with that. I'm glad we watched them both. Yeah, I found something a little bit, ages. something a little bit new. Gone yeah. back and revisited something of the, of old. That's true. And um, uh, mentioned things new, but this is New Year, therefore we have to do a new show for next week. We do, and. So, have you got any ideas? I've, I've got well, a list. But well, yeah, I mean, there's a list I'm of stuff of... written down. Um, it's not brand new, but hopefully season two will be landing in our television sets soon. Okay. Despite a slight production delay I know has happened season at the end of the year. Two. Is this one of the Marvel ones? No, no, okay. it's not. It's one that's actually caused a little bit of, you know, it's a bit of a Marmite one for people because it's really? a television remake okay. of an oldie. Uh, I won't delay it. It's Westworld. Oh, the, amazing which I've seen all of the first season of I'm, I'm going to tell you now just so you're not surprised when we go watch it um, I think the pilot episode of Westworld is one of the best TV episodes I've ever seen um, I think the series as a whole is up the there table. it's, it's going to get a good score for me I'm okay. going to watch it again because yep. I haven't watched it since it came out but I remember thinking of that first episode wow, wow. And like, there's only a few pilot episodes that got me like that, and Lost was one of them, and Westworld was the other one. Cool. So Look forward it's to seeing uh, your thoughts next week. Well, I've got, I've got one that could work with that one. Okay. It's not one I wanted to do so early on, but I'm going to do it because it kind of matches. All right. Um, basically, I'm going to do Deadwood. Okay. Because of the Western theme. Yeah. Um, and a little disclaimer for for, for Deadwood. Um. I had real trouble with this pilot episode. I had to watch it three times. Everyone tells me Deadwood is one of the best TV shows like, ever. Like The Wire for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, Jed, watch it. It's one of the best TV shows ever. And like, I've tried three times. I just can't get past the first episode. Maybe. Watch Have it. you since? No. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, it's interesting. But it's the it works with this particular show because they're both... Okay. Modern Let's Westerns. give it a whirl. I've not seen it. Interesting. Yeah. But it's meant to be amazing. Yeah. So. All right. Well, well if you, again, if you've seen these shows ahead of time, you're welcome to give us your thoughts yeah. on Twitter. You can find us there. Uh, Jed, where are you? I am on Twitter and I am at Jed Shepherd. J E D S H E P H E R D. And you can find me on Twitter at the Jellyman. So D H E Jellyman. With an added on the end as well uh, they're available as ringtones if you want <laughs> <laughs> I know it annoys people because they end up sort of wandering around their daily lives going when, when I ring you or text when you, you text me it does J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D <laughs> yeah it does because um, I'm sad so if you would like that you can have that as well uh, you just have to ask uh, and we'll be back next week with a less sweary, um, but equally yes. as entertaining, uh, Westworld versus Deadwood. Wow, and uh, Happy New Year, guys. Hope your 2018 goes off with a bang, um, and that all of your dreams come Metaphorically, true. Metaphorically, not literally, obviously, because that means <laughs> yeah. something's exploded. That's true. That's probably Scientologists after us. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, uh, that leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Shall we, man? <laughs> You just can't resist, can you? It's a new year. I'm never going to change.